Hi, welcome to Studio Stories on CJAI 92.1 FM. I'm your host, Lynn Waiminga, and this week we continue our art tour in Portsmouth Village with a visit to the adorable cottage that is Chasing Lightning Bugs Studio, where we speak with rogue quilt builder Annette Willis. We have links and some samples of Annette's work at cji.ca slash studio stories, so be sure to check it out. Hello, Annette. Nice Hello. to see you again. <laughs> it's good to see you. And we're sitting in, in Annette's cozy studio, um, surrounded by fabric, amazing fabric. So tell us a little bit about what you do. I cut up fabric and sew it back together again, basically. <laughs> And sometimes there's a color palette, sometimes there's not. Um, I never buy fabric that, that I'm not drawn to. And so that does, there is a specific look because most of my fabrics, all of my fabrics have a really uh, classic look to them. I don't like really thematic things. And so I I tear it up and then start sewing it back together again and that's how the quilts happen (laughs) i love to hear people's stories so can you tell us how you got started in quilt building it was it was an accident for sure (laughs) i have um i was a painter for years and i have a degree in painting and that's you know what i thought i was supposed to be doing and I wasn't. <laughs> so I had, it's a simple little story. I was, I had sent a wedding gift with my parents who were going to my cousin's wedding and it was a painting and Tom and I weren't going and we were home watching a movie and it was the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. And in that movie, they segue between different levels of reality and in a few segues, they would throw up this quilt, and it was a, a quilt with large squares of vintage fabrics. And I was like, "Wow, I, I that I like that, and that would make a way better wedding gift if I'd said that." Who wants a painting, these guys? <laughs> and so I, uh, the next day, I, I've always had fabric that I didn't know what to do with. I bought because I loved it. Sometimes I'd put fabric and paintings um I would make make notebooks maybe from fabric and I had stacks of fabric and um I borrowed my aunt's sewing machine and that's still your aunt's sewing machine never she never got it back she got a few quilts (laughs) (laughs) payment I borrowed my aunt's sewing machine and it's one of the best ones I have it's quite a great it's an old Kenmore but it's just the um, Gilbert who works on my sewing machine says it's like a, one of the best. Like it just hums along. Anyway, I made a quilt the next day like this. This is sim- similar. This is from that first era of, right. of quilting. And I took it to my friend's place. And I don't remember how, but somehow someone bought it. And that was in October. And by December, I think I'd sold like... I don't know, 15 or 20 quilts, nice. 10 or 15 quilts. I don't know. A lot of quilts like way. I, and it was what I was doing then. And so suddenly, so that's how it happened. That is funny. <laughs> it just sort of happened. I made one just because I think I could make one of those and that, yeah, that, and then, yeah, that's, that's the story. That's fantastic. So I don't approach 
I don't approach my quilts like art. Like I went from painting, which I saw as a pure art form, to making quilts, which actually in years past I'd looked down upon on on some level that they were, um, well, you know, in that early 20s when you're you know, thinking you're all that. And, and a bag of heroin. And, yeah, and so my quilts, I never approached as art, but they have their own life regardless. Like, they, they don't, yeah, they, they don't look like anyone else's quilts. They yeah. don't have any patterns that I'm trying to maintain or anything. So they just kind of, they, they, they wanted to exist, and, and so they did. <laughs> And, okay, I'm looking around your studio and seeing, you know, the one with the big squares, that, like the first one that you saw that mm-hmm. you described with the vintage fabric. And then another one hanging here is all kinds of different shapes. There's, These are what I love making now. These... Yeah, triangles, rectangles, every which way. So do you There's... map them out? No, not at all. No, just... So this one I started yesterday, and... There's three kind of wide strips, yeah. and I liked the three of those. I sewed them together. And then I added something along this side with some triangles and a few little... And it just... it, it, it tru- That's why I say quilt building. It truly right. builds. You're building. It's yeah. just, you know, it you starts go. in one little area and then builds. Now, with the farmhouse quilts, which I... They have the same look all the time. Those are um, strips of fabric that I cut, and then I... Well, I tear the strips, and then I sew them together, and then I cut them, and then I sew them together, and then I cut them again and sew them together. And that creates then kind of a cohesive look. That So when people order a quilt from me, I often do that style because they know what they're getting. Like there's a, this is the, the, the more scrap, I don't even know how I, to describe those, those I just kind of, they happen. And yeah. those are my favorites. These yeah, are the yeah. ones that... Um, the organic. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. They're awesome. My next question is what inspires your work? This quilt well, building? My life is super visual. That's why my life is a mess. So I can't, I have to have everything out. I have to see everything. And when I see, I have garbage cans that were never garbage cans. I bought them at Canadian Tire and filled them with fabric scraps. They're very shiny. And right, they were never <laughs> rusty with, you know, squirrels in them. And so I dumped them out in the middle of the floor and then I have just mountains of scraps that I can just pull and sew and pull and sew and that inspires me. If I if if, if we must use the word inspiration. I um Is there a better word? that you would like to use? No, there's more not. about your No. I remember my art teacher, prof, and he was um, such a matter of fact, you know, those gems of wisdom that, you know, still just ring through my ears, yeah. through my head and and he was like you can't wait for inspiration. Hard work is inspiration. And <laughs> what, what was that and, Picasso quote? It's like inspiration comes but it has to find you working. Oh, so he could have been paraphrasing. And so inspiration, when, you know, he would, I guess, see me sitting around trying to get inspired and he'd like, you know, get to work. Get on with it. <laughs> exactly. And so inspiration now has that right. connotation right. to me. It has to fair. find you working. 
And it does, it does right? Yeah. It does. For me, it does. For me, some, it does. For some, right. it, the, there's a quiet stillness that has to be. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, you talked about dumping the, the fabric all over the floor. So one of my youngest son, he likes to sew little little stuffies, tiny stuffies. And he has a room full of bits of felt all over the floor. <laughs> he would love to come here and see this and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you could bring him here and have him. He can go home with stuff. I... Um... <laughs> My the scraps of quilting batting, that white cotton quilting batting. I hate throwing it away because I used to think like I used to stuff things with it, like cut it up into little pieces. Yeah, I think it makes good stuffing. That's what he said. He said, "I'm saving all the little bits so I can stuff more stuffies with them." All right, man. I can't. I can't make him like maybe once a month. I'm like, you gotta just vacuum this, so it's gotta go. But. My mom comes in and sweeps for me. A couple, you know, she, when they come visit often when they're in town, um, and she just goes straight for the broom and starts making sure things are a little tidier for me. And and she knows how to do it so that it's not obtrusive. Like it's right. not. She's not hiding things on me. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I could use. I never too. feel I have time to. That's a waste of like I that ten minutes of sweeping. I could have done something so much more more fun. <laughs> the whole ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I love to hear about people's studios. I know my fortune every day for having this studio. So my house is across the the backyard, so I go out my back kitchen door into this back kitchen door. And so my studio takes up the whole house. And it's a property that uh, my parents bought years ago, like 14, 15 years ago, as a investment but as a retirement place for them so they would be close to to tom and i yeah and we it basically, so you had already bought your yes, house we already had lived there oh, for years awesome. so this makes one huge property mm-hmm. and um so we rented it for several years and i knew that i was needing more space mm-hmm. and i was i had a great studio we'd winterized the garage and it was at my studio and it was a big space but I felt like I needed to start selling more actively, and I needed more space. And so I was looking downtown for whatever reason, because I was looking for something that could be a shop and right. a studio, like a, a a place where people could find me more easily. And as I was doing that, the tenant here gave notice. So it just seemed, it just fell into place. And I quickly filled this place, yeah. You'd think that I, at the time I was like, oh, it was it was sparse and it quickly wasn't. It became full and um, and it's it's changed over the years. For, but um, I use every bit of it, every inch of it. I have different, like I do paper stuff, I do other projects are going on through and then there's a a section that's just for uh display yeah yeah, yeah. So i came can, by one time and, right that yeah and you've got a bed set up and yeah, this yeah, yeah it's so awesome people can Perfect. see them yeah yeah spread them out and and see them yeah that's great so yes i've always had a studio i've i've never not had a studio even as a child i took over the guest room as my studio and i i <laughs> that's fine uh, yeah i can't I couldn't function without a workspace yeah. because I'm so messy. So I have a 
question for you because we met you and I met at a show at an art show at Grant Hall and so where do you where do you sell mostly I did two Etsy shows and I do the fat goose and other than that I do sell on Etsy but that's mostly for my American customers yeah, or for too. people who it's in U.S. dollars and my Canadian customers can e-transfer me and I'll ship them whatever they need across the country. So that's it's mostly just word of mouth. My Facebook page, I have a wonderful following of people on my Facebook page and they spread the word and people come here and... Yeah, and I have a lot of really loyal clients. That's the, and I'm yeah. sure you do too. That's the, uh, just such a great base because you know people who, whenever there's a baby, whenever there's a wedding, whenever there's a new house, whenever they they come and choose a gift for, it, and it's lovely. That's fantastic. And are there any challenges to selling online? I enjoy I enjoy the buffer. I enjoy yeah. writing to people, and I'm a loner. Uh, we're, Tom and I are both introverts, and we need our quiet time. And so I found when I was doing, I tried to do more of the summer shows, and way way at the beginning into the summer of 2006. I, so I made that first quilt in October of 2004, and then 2006. I sold at the market, mm -hmm. and that just, I couldn't do that. I can't be that out there all the time. And so for me, selling online, I see no challenges. Right. It's lovely. I'm able to um, express myself comfortably. Often I, I don't say what I mean to say often when I'm talking. Right. You know, but when I'm writing, I do. Yes. So I enjoy it. Yeah, I have friends who are introverts who do the show circuit and do. We'll do eleven days. I don't at, oh, you mean like one, one of a kind. kind? And I just, I'm like, how do you? There's like, no I'm way. an extrovert. How do you do that? I right? Couldn't. Like there are times when I've thought, you know what? Now if I worked, like at a time like this, like after Christmas, when you're kind of regrouping, and mm -hmm. I'll think, you know, if I really like worked towards a goal of getting enough product. And, and then I think, no, 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 I couldn't do it. Yeah, and I think that after something like that, they just want to crawl in a hole for about a month and not speak to anyone. After, for... after the fat goose, after yeah. one night, one day, I am done. Yeah, so it's, so this works for me really yeah. well. That's excellent. What's your palate? Um, Does it constantly change? It shifts a lot. I hate purple. <laughs> so although over the years I've found a way to incorporate certain elements of like a periwinkle or a really grayed down lavender, but I get asked for like I so like this I, when I found this fabric, which is a violet um, with, with a, a periwinkle, periwinkle. Yeah. and yellow floral. I bought all they had because you if, could live with that. Uh, yes. If I see uh, a purple that doesn't jar me, then I buy as much of it as I can. Other than that, sometimes I really like working with a grade down, like, like everything really subtle and elegant. 
and then sometimes I just want orange and robin's egg and all over the place. Right. Uh, and both of them are equally, uh, I think, my palettes. Like, I right. think they're neither of them... Yeah, they're yeah. not mutually exclusive of each other. I feel like they're both mo- they're, they're, they work yeah. together. Yeah. So so yeah, no, people don't look at your work and go, oh yeah, that's you know those colors are definitely in that. Well, I have a quilt that I um, the Miss Havisham quilt, which is a quilt that no, I recognize it, it is a popular quilt of mine. I listen to books often as I'm working, and I was listening to one of my favorites, Great Expectations, and. I um, and I feel like Miss Havisham is my literary guy. Yeah, <laughs> I could sit in my house and never leave and stay in the same clothes, and <laughs> we won't we won't carry on with the rotten wedding cake and all. But <clears throat> so I was listening to to Great Expectations, and I started building this quilt that was all of the colors that I imagined surrounded her. Right. The yellowed silk and the wedding cake that was sunken in in the middle and you know uh, and so the colors are there's one hanging there that are grays and yellowed down um muted colors right and those that's my most that's my biggest seller is the miss havisham and it is i it feels like i'm always making one but i don't mind it kind of is yeah i like it nice uh, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor okay. and then come back. Okay. Studio Stories is brought to you by Lens Lids, handmade hats and fiber art. Lens Lids makes durable, windproof, and waterproof merino wool hats in a variety of styles for women and a few for men as well. Find us online at lenslids.com, that's L-Y-N-N-S-L-I-D-S, on social media at, at Lens Lids, and the studio on Amherst Island is open by appointment. Drop an email to lynslids at gmail.com or call or text 343-989-1550. Welcome back to the show. You're on CJI Amherst Island Radio, and we are Studio Stories. I'm Lynn Waimenga, your host, and we're sitting with Annette Willis of Chasing Lightning Bugs. Okay. We talked a little bit about the first sewing machine you have. Are there other tools that you love, that you use all the time? Over the years, I've learned about what normal quilters use, yes. and I don't use any of those things. Like, I don't use a roller thing. I use oh, right. scissors yeah. that I buy at the dollar store. And <laughs> I'll buy a pile of scissors, and some of them are great, and I use them for literally years, and some of them are crap, and I give them to people and that's the way I so those are my scissors which I use constantly my iron is um I always have a t-fall iron my wonderful mother-in-law I sent her a picture of when mine died during my Christmas rush and she um got me one for Christmas which replaced it I have several sewing machines that kind of I have different sewing stations throughout Those are important. But other than that, a a lot of times I'm just tearing fabric. I use my scissors and my iron, my sewing machine. That's it. That's it? Yeah. I saw one of your quilts. It's not around here. But uh, sometimes you do these amazing quilts where you write quotes from or passages from books. Yes. Or songs. Or songs. Tell us a little bit about that. um, Sometimes I'll, people will 
like a, their wedding song, their first dance song. Oh. I'll do that on a quilt. And it's so I have a frame with a long arm machine, so I'm able to move. It's freehand. It's not. It's it's my writing. Right. So I just move the sewing machine and make the. Um, make the the quilts and I've made some special ones that are you know for um well they're all special they're yeah. all special right because uh, people are are drawn to a certain song or a certain passage um I did one for my out of just because I wanted to do it last year and it was I think it was at least a page or more from Jane Eyre, and it just filled the whole the whole quilt from side to side. And there that was, was the one that I saw. I yeah. loved that quilt. Yeah, yeah that, that sold. Was and my machine's not as it doesn't it doesn't flow with me as well as it. It's kind of been being a little bit like I've been having problems doing the 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 song ones, and so. I'm not doing them all the time. Right. What is the most challenging part of your work? Uh, custom stuff. It's a concern that I'm creating a, a quilt that maybe they're, they have an idea, a different uh-huh. idea. Of. Yeah. So I don't do a lot of custom work. I, I, I was going to I very much turn it, turn it away, especially first-time customers, especially first-time mm-hmm. clients that don't really, who I don't do anything that... People say, "Oh, I found this on Pinterest. Can you make oh. me this?" Yeah. No, <laughs> I I make quilts that yeah. I that are yeah from me. Yeah, your and, creation. Yeah, so if they enjoy those quilts and they would like one, and I there's not one in the in the studio, then I will I'll consider making them. But if they if it gets too, um, I want this 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 and this, then I back off. Then right. I can't right. because it has to be. I have from to enjoy. You. Yeah. Yeah, and if I make one that is from me and they don't like it, that's fine because I'm still happy to sell it to someone mm-hmm. else. But if I had spent all that time, I, I don't. But if I had to make something that didn't feel like it came from me, they don't like it. I don't want to sell it because it doesn't it doesn't speak of what I do. So, custom, so custom stuff is a, is is a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Okay, what's the most fun part of your work? I love we call it the compound yeah i don't leave the it compound. is a compound i would you know i i i and and that i think that joy is in my quilts there are three times that i love my quilts the most i love them when well two times i love them when they come off of the frame quilted and i love them when they come out of the dryer because i wash and dry them in the dryer first because I want them to shrink, and then they're all puckery, yeah. and they feel a hundred years old. Yeah. And even if I haven't liked certain parts of them, or if they, I've had to, you know, adjust things that I didn't like when they come out of the dryer. Every single one I love, and that's just that's the best part when they're. But I, for, but day to day, like I, I couldn't be happier, like standing at my little table and putting fabrics together and listening to right now I'm listening to Grapes of Wrath and it's just a it's yeah, a sweet little life amazing, eh? yeah mm. listening to music it's often loud like you don't think of a lot of you know quilt makers with 
Tom Waits or Nick Caves cranked in the background, <laughs> but that's kind of uh, often times. There's a lot of loud music because I can't, if I can't hear it over my machine, like there's sometimes it's complete stillness. Like I like quiet and, right. but I guess the greatest part of that is that it's my choice. Right. That makes me very happy. <laughs> Thinking of the... I'll just be cranking the Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah, like as loud as I can get it yeah. and the studio is knocking or no what is rocking. it rocking yeah. yeah what makes your quilts unique what what makes them you and recognizable because I think it I is. think they are yeah that's a tough question it is because yeah. they're very they, each one there's ranges of they're very different sometimes maybe it's a a recognizable palette because I being drawn to certain types of fabrics, but the palettes are, are variable, right? Yeah. Like they can go from very elegant to very not. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's maybe it's as simple as they kind of speak of me, and if you know me, they they're kind of there's nothing that lines up. Yeah. There's nothing that um, they're not always square. They're lively. Yes. Even the elegant quilts are sticking their tongue out at, at you a little bit. They're very lively, I right. think. Right. Yes. There's definitely personality in there. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that reflect it. me a little, and yeah. and off they go that way. Do you have any advice for people who just getting started think they want to learn how to quilt? Well, I do have, I get asked often. I have, I had a friend text me last week and say, I, I, someone gave me a bunch of fabric and I really want to, I said, just sew it all together. I think if you want to make a quilt and don't go just to the quilting section. Right. Pick out fabrics from the upholstery section, from the, go buy a couple shirts at, at, at Value Village. You know, find fabrics that you just love and Cut them up and sew them together. Uh, ultimately, that's all. It, I mean, that's yeah. what. That's why I'm drawn to it because there's such an old. There's always a 1930s element to what I'm doing. We can't. We can't waste this. We have right. to make repurpose this personally in my, the pieces that I sell. I don't use repurposed fabric, but I choose fabrics that have a bit of that appeal that mm -hmm. look like they could have been something else right. first right. and I'm gradually getting to the place where I want to do repurposed fabrics but I because I sell my quilts I need them to you know last a long time mm -hmm. and I don't want to use fabrics that could you know break down sooner rather than later and so it's a it's I'm walking a fine line there. I, I'd really like to start lessening my footprint that way because I do buy a lot of new fabric and <laughs> a lot of cotton and that's not the greenest thing. Um, yeah, that's another topic. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay, my last question is where can people find your work? You have a Facebook account. My Facebook page is where most people contact me and it's chasing lightning bug studio and i did have a website that has i don't know what's happened to it really i need to find somebody to rebuild me a website i don't know it kind of went black at what one point and, i think i looked for it uh, yeah you might it have. Time. yeah i don't know yeah. maybe i don't own the uh, own the 
don't name really name anymore. I don't know. Yeah. But it's right. on my all my tags, unfortunately. But <laughs> you can Google me. I'm I, I, I've Googled yeah. myself, so I know you can find me that way. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, and is your studio? I'm here all the time. Open so, for yeah. people. To... So people, I prefer a heads up. Yeah. Just um, shoot me a Facebook message or a text, and um, and I'm here. Like I'm here every day, and this is where I. And so I'm very open to people coming by. Excellent. And we will put um, Annette's information and a few photos. Maybe she'll send me a photo of some of the quilts we talked about. Sure, yeah. And we'll put those up on uh, the Studio Stories page, which is at cji.ca slash studio stories. And thanks so much for taking oh, it's the time. Been so fun. It was so <laughs> awesome. I love coming here. It's just, it's warm and lovely. So, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, listeners, for joining us. This has been Studio Stories on Amherst Island Radio, and we've been talking to Annette Willis. Check out some of the quilts we discussed and links to Chasing Lightning Bugs at cji.ca slash studio stories. Join us next time when we talk with metal sculptor and Amherst Island blacksmith, Paul Kyler.